everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. But today, we are not talking Bruce Springsteen, though his name may come up. Um, we are doing one of our B-side episodes where we discuss another uh, artist and uh, with a little twist. So, But before we get to that, I want to introduce my guest. Uh, I am so glad that Matt McGee is joining me again. Matt, welcome once again to the show. Jesse, thank you. It is great to be here again. I enjoyed the first conversation and really excited about tonight. Yeah, it was really great. So um, to quote one of my favorite uh, uh, comic strips, for those who came late, um, <laughs> King Lee Falk and the Phantom, uh, tell us a little about yourself and uh, why you originally were on the show. Uh, yes, I was originally on the show. You and I connected on Facebook. You posted in there looking for guests for this podcast, and I think your question was something like, if you love music and if music has influenced and impacted your life, I want to talk to you. And I was like, hey, that's me. And um, yeah, and so so you know, my background is I work for a, a company, the, a big real estate platform, national real estate platform. I host their podcast, which is for real estate agents, and I am a huge music fan. Um, and yeah, so that it was, it was great to come on and just talk about that uh, a couple months ago and, and, uh, and get to know you and, and what you're doing here with, uh, with your show. Yeah, it, it was a great, um, it was a great podcast. I thought we had a lot of fun. We, we talked a lot and it was, uh, it was <laughs> we we, we really, it was really <laughs> neat to do, but, uh, we, we came up with a theme and, um, you kind of told the story of how, you broke up from one band and got in a relationship with another band. So just once again to get everyone kind of caught up. Right. Give me the little. Give tell me a little bit about that. Right. So the the, the Cliff's Notes version of that is longtime U2 fan dating back to the early 1980s. Uh, started a website about them in the 90s. Ran that. Wrote a book about them that was published I think 12 years or so ago. And then about, gosh, 2018, early 2018, I stumbled upon a band called Gang of Youths from Australia, uh, very heavily influenced by Bruce Springsteen. And so his name did come up, as we knew it would, um, and just was in the process of falling out of love with U2 and falling in love with Gang of Youths and um, was just going through some some you know, changes in my personal life uh, with both my parents dying in 2015 and 2017. And this music just hit me and just spoke to me. And I mean, you know, you know what that's like, Jesse. Sometimes it comes out of the blue. And I think uh, we talked about uh, in that first episode having your, you know, Saul into Paul moment, right? And just exactly just you're not expecting it. You're not ready for it. But there it is. And you just got to you just got to go with the flow. And that's that's sort of what happened. So yeah, I'm all in now on uh, on Gang Abuse. Um, did you get any feedback because um, you had not planned to, but either because I'm um, totally evil or just <laughs> a really uh, empathetic interviewer, 
you kind of bared a little bit of your soul and shared uh, a story that you you told me afterwards you had never told and kind of put out on the record about this your journey of yeah. m- moving away from YouTube and YouTube and moving on to Game of Youth and um, did you get some feedback from uh, your some of your online friends and other people? Yeah, I did. I got, got quite a lot of feedback actually, and I wasn't I, I wasn't really. Because I, I remember when we talked about that, you asked me, like, you know, what happened and what made this change possible? And, and I, I, had, I had been trying to, like, understand it myself, and I'd, I never really quite had figured it out. But then you put the question to me, and I'm like, all right, got to try and figure this out, <laughs> like, in the next five minutes. And I just started talking, and sh- I mean, we ended up talking about it for, like, 20, 30 minutes, if I recall correctly. And it just – it I mean, it was – it was really helpful for me, I guess, just to sort of like have this mouth, you know, mouth diarrhea, I guess, for lack of a better term, and just let it all out. And, and yeah, I think feedback, I, you know, the feedback I got, there was, there was a lot, you know, there was like, I was worried that you two fans would be like, oh, you know, shut up, you know, stop your complaining and all this. But there was a lot of, hey, that was, you know, it's, it's good to understand, you know, what you went through. And, and yeah, I mean, so, so feedback was, it was, it was a good thing, Jesse. Capital G, capital T, good thing. So I appreciate that. No, uh, I'm so glad it, because um, I, I thought it was really good. Um, a little behind the scenes, a lot of downloads. <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> when you posted that, hey, I'm going to share this story, I think a lot of people like, oh, really? Well, I want to hear this story. So um, <laughs> you you have reached the top ten of my oh, downloaded wow. episodes. So. Oh, I am I am honored. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that was really nice. Good. So as you know, we were having a lot of fun, Matt, and and I kind of just at the spur of the moment, at the end, I said, well, you know what would be fun is if you would pick some gang of youth songs send them to me and then i could have you come back on and join me and my my inspiration was um a couple years ago i haven't done this in a while but um i was trying to get some cross-pollinization some other podcasters you know on my show so that they could promote their podcast and hopefully their listeners might like what they're hearing when they're their host guest stars and so we did a springsteen newbie episodes and i picked 10 springsteen songs not dancing in the dark not born to run not thunder <laughs> road um and picked that are pretty well known for springsteen fanatics but not possibly as well as known and you know i sent them the list i had them listen to it and then after a while we had them on and then we discussed it one song at a time and it, I thought it made for good conversation. It, um, you know, a couple people I converted. A couple of you were like, "Well, I still don't care that much about them," but it made for a good podcast. Sure. And yeah. and so I said, "Well, why don't we do the same thing? Uh, one, just because it's fun to talk to Matt. We're gonna have a good time <laughs> no matter what. Um, right. And it's kind of nice to just have a chance to share uh, uh, music. So uh, I'm going to turn. I'm gonna. I'm going to turn the reins to Matt. He did not know go. this was happening. He was like, what What do you mean? Uh, and I'm going to let him kind of take us through um, how he picked the songs, what he did, and then we're going to go through each song. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of the song, and then we're going to discuss it. 
so go for it, Matt. Welcome to the Gang of Youths newbie episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I Jesse, I appreciate the opportunity to do this, and it was so fun putting this together. I as I was working on this, I have uh, just so you know, I have a a Google Doc right now in front of me that is let me count the pages seven pages long, and I remember back to when I was on your show the first time. We talked about the Mary question, and I'd spent days and, and a couple of weeks researching that. And it occurred to me as I was working on this in the last couple of weeks, prepping for this show right now with my notes on Gang of Youth, that there's three people in my life that have given me the most work this year, my boss, my wife, and you. <laughs> I will take that's good company. <laughs> it's very good company. So, so yeah, so I have, I have seven pages of notes and, and I'll just begin by saying first and foremost, cause if, you know, there's Gang of Youths fans that I will probably be able to get to tune into this and listen. And Gang of Youths has been around since 2012. They formed in Australia. I've only been on board since 2018. Their first album came out 2016. So there are, better gang of youths um, experts. So I will do my best to represent the facts at, to the best of my knowledge, but there will, there, there may be some like really knowledgeable people that would say, Oh Matt, you shouldn't have said that or whatever. So I will just do my best. What I did to come up with these songs, which you would think Jesse, since they only have, they have two studio albums. They have a six song EP that came out in between the two studio albums. And then they did, an MTV Unplugged Australia. So a couple of years ago, MTV Australia launched its own version of the Unplugged series, and their first guest was Gang of Youths, and it was a huge deal in Australia, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so they only have, you know, two studio albums, an EP, and this Unplugged. Right? You'd think it would be easy to come up with 10 songs, but you have no idea how difficult this was. And I, I asked on some of the Gang of Youths Facebook groups, fan forums, all that sort of stuff, everybody I know, what songs should I pick? gathered up their their ideas, and then came up with this final list of 10 songs. I wanted to balance it out. There's a couple in here that we will no doubt talk about Bruce Springsteen at length because he's very, you know, Dave, the lead singer and writer, very influenced by Bruce Springsteen. Um, and then and I also wanted to sort of mix it up as best I could between the releases. And so that's sort of how I went at it. Before we begin and get into the first song, and I assume we're going to go in order of the songs that I sent them to you, is there anything else I should mention? No, I can't think so. I, I think it was a good mix. I mean, there's some that are very up-tempo. There's a few that are slow. Um, mm -hmm. you, you sent me links to um, you know, some of live performances. Um, right. Just to give you a little background, I took the ten songs – made a Spotify playlist um, so that I could hear those uh, songs and I, I listened to them, you know, in that way. Um, so, uh, no, I, I think I'm good and um, I'm excited about it. All right, well, let's do it. So the first song that I sent you is a track called Fear and Trembling, and uh, that is the same name as uh, many listeners may know as a Soren Kierkegaard novel. And I'll just, I mention that because there is a lot of philosophy and psychoanalysis in Dave's lyrics. And if you read interviews with them, 
more often than not, you can't go more than five or ten minutes into an interview without him mentioning somebody, you know, that you would have read about in a high school or college literature class. Very well spoken, very well educated, uh, and he's very much into that sort of, you know, philosophy and all, and all that sort of stuff. So Fear and Trembling is the first song. I sent you a link to the album version and a solo acoustic version that was the first song from that unplugged concert I mentioned. So this is the first song on Go Farther in Lightness, which is their most recent album, 2017, I believe it came out. And uh, it did not have any chart success, but I'll say this before we get into the clip. Um, there's a big, the big radio station in Australia is called Triple J, and I'll be rep referencing this a couple times as we talk. Every year, Triple J in Australia, they do their hottest, I think it's the hottest 200 countdown of the year, and it's fans' votes on their favorite songs. It's not, you know, sales or charts. It's just pure fan voting. And uh, so this song on the two 2017 chart came in at number 176. So why don't we listen to a bit of it now, and then we'll talk about it, and I'm sure that's where the the conversation of the Bruce Springsteen influence will uh, will take place. All right. There's a moose head hanging from a wall above and a nondescript part of the suit. There's a longer boy Making eyes at a jump By the lamp lights on the beams At the stumbling face Of the midnight world At a book into the weirdest of weeds I'm being on a wall Pretty hammered and crying Hey, I'll miss you, man, when you leave God, I'll miss you when you leave Just there are feelings and a strong And there are ones in the midst at the dawn of my young life's eclipse I was a boy once now I'm a kind of a doll Catching up on the cool shit I'm in Cause we were raised with a passage They dance in the eyes With a mouse pit up front full of you So if faith is to lose the mind to win God Then I guess I've got nothing to prove Yes, I've got nothing to prove. And then um, it goes. It, one of the things I love about this song is the the calm, kind of acoustical beginning, very Thunder Roadish. I mean, yes. like, like, oh, are we like, let's, is this like, uh, instead of Mary on a porch, we have a moose, a moose head on the war wall. Right. Um, and then he goes into a full bledge rock and roll. Um, just once again, behind the scenes, I'm going to insert the song listeners. And so I may end up doing both. I may put like a, a minute and a half of the acoustical version, a minute and a half of the studio version. Um, I, when when I did Springsteen uh, newbie, I did it in um, in order of when it's released. So I, I did not think about oh I should get this. I went okay. What's an early 
song I can play. Okay, what's the next one? And so the ten songs were all like in chronological order. Um, so I don't know how you picked this order, but you picked a really strong one to start with. Yes, I picked this one first mainly because of the Bruce Springsteen influence. And and this is the one – we talked about this on when I was on the show earlier this summer. Uh, this is the one where Dave, the, the singer, the vocalist, the writer, he said um, – the quote was that this song – he said, it's my ham-fisted tribute to Thunder Road, which is very thinly veiled. There's no better opening track for any record, musically or lyrically, than Thunder Road. Everything that I believe about good songwriting is encased in that song. And then he said about uh, Fear and Trembling, he said, this was a way for me to recalibrate Gang of Youth's new Go Farther in Lightness period. So this is the first – it's the first song – on their second studio album, the first studio album, The Positions, like every review that came out, Jesse, about that album mentioned the uh, Springsteen that it, you know, it sounds like, you know, the storytelling. It's, it, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of overcoming things. Um, they, they, like every review was like, it sounds like Springsteen, you know, thematically Springsteen. And so this song, you know, he is, he said that this song was, was sort of to bridge between that period and where they wanted to go on the second album. So it's sort of like this tribute to here's where we were before and here's where we're going the rest of this album. So that, and, and so that's why I picked it, uh, because it is such, I mean, it's, yeah, you can't help but listen to this song and think, oh my gosh, they are trying to do Bruce Springsteen. And yeah, but you know, kind of with their own twist. I also, uh, the unplugged version is very cool. It kind of reminded me of Springsteen's "The Promised Land." Um, you know, the, one of the lyrics of that is, "You know, I ain't a boy, I'm a man, and I believe in a promised land." Um, mm-hmm. It it has a pretty, um, like many songs in "Blinded by the Light," there is a um, there's a scene where they kind of talk about that song and they play it. Um, I was really I was captivated by the lyrics. Now, my wife would say that your uh, lead singer has the Springsteen problem of, I can't understand what he says. Because <laughs> yes. my, my wife is someone who, why does Bruce mumble so much? Why does, yes. Uh, yes. But I had, <laughs> um, I had lyrics on when I was listening. And, um, you know, he if losing my religion is a way to finding God, then light me up. I really was impressed. But what really stuck me was one of the choruses or one of the verses where he said, and I waited on forever, but for net forever never came just a latent sense of loyalty to the things I love in vain. And now I'm terrified of loving because I'm terrified of pain and of missing out on human things by cowering away. And I will tell you, that's some powerful lyrics. Because who isn't of, um, you know, um, Tony Robbins, who I will not give a lot of credit to, though he certainly has sold a lot of motivational things. But he had a phrase, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Right. Right? And the idea, I'm terrified of loving because I'm terrified of the pain. What if it doesn't work out? What if, mm-hmm. you know, love is hard? I, I just think this is a really strong song, and um, and, and I, I loved it. 
I, I'm glad you did, and I do too, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and it might help listeners to just understand that Dave is – when he writes this out – so the first album, The Positions, was all about his relationship. He fell in love and married uh, at a very young age a another – a young female who was dealing with terminal cancer. And they were – they just went through you know hard knocks after hard knocks, you know, trying to get – get her well, you know, health issues, the financial aspect, their relationship was, was deteriorating. Um, she had to go to the U S for treatment first in Nashville. Then I believe in New York city, he was stuck in Australia trying to get there and eventually did. And so there's just, so that first album is just this whole thing where he just like threw himself into this woman in this relationship and it didn't work out. They ended up getting a divorce, and then a couple of year, couple of years later, the cancer finally took her life. So he and he went through, you know, alcoholism, tried to commit suicide at one point. It's like all that is in the first album, and it's, it's a just a heavy, heavy first album that I struggle to listen to from start to finish because it can be very depressing. So the, on the second album, yeah, that line about I'm terrified of loving because I'm terrified of pain, that theme comes up a couple times on this second album about how, you know, for him, love has equaled pain, but now, all right, it's time to move on and I need to learn to love again and I need to, you know, get over this fear and just, you know, feel everything and just and just, you know, be willing to to accept that there's going to be pain. And so, yeah, I think that like that lyric you pointed out, that is a common theme that that, you know, you will hear throughout the entire uh, Go Farther in Lightness album. So, and there's another theme that there's a lot of there's a lot of in these songs about fighting, and 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 what I mean by fighting for a cause or fighting for what you believe, and ne not necessarily winning. Um, one of my favorite quotes from the TV show Firefly and who had Firefly on your bingo card that we would go when we're talking <laughs> gang abuse at Springsteen. Um, but there is a point where uh, Malcolm Reynolds, um, you know, the, the captain says, um, talking about the battle when there was in the premise of Firefly is there was this big um, civil war and now that everything's the, the alliance is won. And uh, and Malcolm says, may have been the losing side, still not convinced it was the wrong one. And um, and I love the idea that I may have lost, but this doesn't necessarily mean I was wrong in supporting what I was supporting. So uh, really good. Um, let's go to the next one. Yeah, and that what you just said is a perfect segue into the second song because uh, it. It does talk about fighting and battling, and the second song, uh, the title, and I, you and I were trying, well, you tried to pronounce it before we started recording. I'm yes. not sure I'm going to pronounce it right. I believe it's pronounced Jamboxa, and okay. it is from, <laughs> it's from their, it's from their first album, The Positions. It is song number nine on The Positions, and from what I understand, a, a Jambok, and it's spelled S-J- a-M-B-O-K. A Jambok is some sort of, uh, I think, South African – I can't remember. Is this, It's a South African weapon or a South African musical. It's, it's like a tool that you know the, it goes back to South Africa. 
and which I think is explains the essay on the end of the, the song title. So anyway, Jesse, I have no idea where he got that song title from. Um, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but this is, as I said, it's song number nine on the positions and it does talk about right at the beginning of the song when what you just talked about, about the battle, like the first line is, can I just fight for the winning side? And we can maybe talk about that a little bit in terms of what that means and how it relates to some of the other lyrics, uh, I guess after we hear the, after we hear a bit of the song, there's no, this was not a, it, it was never charted. It never, um, you know, was on the hot 200 or whatever, but it is, this is one of those songs that is a fan favorite. And you ask a lot of gang youth fans and they will say, that is the one for me, even though it, you know, no radio popularity, no nothing like that. So it's a, uh, you know, uh, if you're a big Gang of Youths fan, this is a very popular song. So why don't we take a listen? I, I am going to play it in a minute, but I did. I just I'm worried I won't get to this. Um, earlier this year or late last year, I can't remember now. I had a guy on who does an electric light orchestra podcast, and they were going through um, electric light orchestras um, songs in chronological order. And um, I don't know how familiar you are with Electric Light Orchestra, ELO, but they have a song on um, that's, uh, that is um, all about this guy dating a opera star and, um, and how they date. And all my life I've called it Rockeria. Okay. And, um, and he's, Eric goes, just want to let you know, I was right there with you. It's rock aria. And I went, <laughs> that makes more, much more sense. <laughs> but <laughs> So um, the, that is a common theme sometimes that we can't uh, do it. But here is Sambuka. Sambuka. Jamboxa. <laughs> Sambuka. Let's do it. There we go.
The problem is I want to keep listening. Um, I really <laughs> like this one. I, I think and I I really like the the melody. Um, this sounds a little U two ish to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean that as a compliment. You know, I'm right. It you, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever, if if you've ever listened to the history of rock and roll in 500 songs by this guy named Andrew Hickey. Um, he was just on the podcast, but he is trying to tell the history of rock and roll in 500 songs and he just did one on um stand by me and he mentioned that there is nothing original about that song there is a it is it is lyrics taken from um a gospel song it has a standard like doo-wop uh beat um he talked about all the different things that made together and put together made it something absolutely one of a kind and an instant classic. Right. And so when I bring up right that the, your influences, there's nothing wrong with wearing your influences on your sh- on your sleeve, just as long as you go and do something else with it. Um, I'm not quite sure what the lyrics mean on this one as much, um, but I-, I love the idea that. You know, he, he's out there fighting for what he believes in and what it's doing. Um, I, this one's cool. I I think this one I think this one is fighting for the relationship that he and his wife were struggling through because he he has said uh, he he actually described the song. He said, "I was trying to be a good spouse from sixteen thousand kilometers away." So she's in Tennessee at this point, you know, getting medical treatment. He's stuck in Australia. Um, Trying to be a good spouse from 16,000 kilometers away to someone with whom I was losing touch emotionally. All I wanted to do was quit the band, quit my job, fly to Nashville, take the girl and go straight to California and spend my days getting fat and old and living happily and just, you know, untouched by all the stuff that was going on. And if you look, I mean, if you look at the lyrics, there's he he says a couple of times during the song, uh, there's lyrics that say, like, it does, you know, even though all this stuff is going on, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. So I think. I think that's like that's sort of where the the theme of the lyrics is is that you know yeah there's a lot of crap going on but let's keep trying to make this work um that that I think is is sort of what I take away from it and and I agree with you 100% it does sound there is a, a definite U2 theme there and in terms of the lyric too Jesse I don't know if you if you I I I want your opinion on this the, the end of the song the lyrics at the very end of the song when it slows down um it, it ends with, in the thick of my heart, by the skin of my teeth, until I'm forgotten and covered in weeds, and my withering soul is in the sea. I will hold on to you, hold on to me. And he repeats that a couple of times. That lyric, like if you ask Gang of Youth fans, like that lyric is on tattoos of Gang of Youth fans all over the world. That lyric has been used as wedding vows uh, from Gang of Youth fans, so like that and it's one of my favorite lyrics that he's ever written it's just such a great statement of love so you know um springsteen has a song if i should fall behind i'm not sure if you're aware of that i i i know the title yes yes 
and um, it, the lyrics are, I just pulled them up, um, we swore we'd travel, darling, side by side, we'd help each other stay in stride, but each other's steps fall so differently, but I'll wait for you, if I should fall behind, wait for me. Now everyone oh, wow. dreams of love lasting and true. Oh, but you and I know what this world can do. So let's make our steps clear that the other may see. I'll wait for you, and if I should fall behind, wait for me. And I oh, think wow. in a lot of ways it is his most romantic song. And we, now that you point that out, I think that's what that lyric is, right? That lyric is uh, from now until forever, you know, um, it's his version of those corny I'll love you to the 12th of never you know and that's a long right. long time I think that's really beautiful and I had go ahead I was just gonna say I had never connected those two lyrics but that it's I mean it just makes perfect sense because of his his Springsteen influence and infatuation so yeah it, it makes total sense I'm glad you did that yeah and I think also what makes this even more poignant is um the relationship didn't survive, uh, right? You know, and and she didn't live, which get, makes it very sad. Um, mm -hmm. And that, um, but you know, I would argue, in many ways, "Tunnel of Love" is my favorite Springsteen song album, and it's all about the relationship with his first wife breaking down. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, not totally, and he would tell you no, but. We fans know better than Bruce, right? And we're like, no, that's totally what it's about, Bruce. Right. So, yeah. Right. All right. Um, next, what do we got next? Next one is a song called Let Me Down Easy. And I sent you, I asked you to listen to the album version of this song. This is, without question, Gang of Youth's uh, biggest hit. It is the 11th song on Go Farther in Lightness. So this is from the most recent album, 2017. It was the second single they released. Uh, it was their first top 50 single in Australia. I, it, I think it charted at, or went as high as number 49. And then in 2017, in that radio countdown I mentioned, Triple J, it was number two on the hottest 100 of the year. And then just this past, or like earlier this year, Triple J did a hottest 200 of the entire decade. Uh, 2010 through 2019, and this song was number 19 for the decade. So this is by far and away their biggest single, uh, their biggest hit, you know, the one that everybody knows and loves. And so by way of that, why don't we listen to some of Let Me Down Easy? Thank you. 
so I will have to bleep the lyrics on those. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's okay. You warned me beforehand. He, you know, sometimes this can be, you know, a little bit uh, explicit. He's, he's a potty mouth, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I now feel, I feel bad saying this because I'm just, well, of course, but I love the song. I, I just I, I I I I in fact I wrote down that and and I feel kind of bad because like uh, you know I wanted to be one of the cool kids that didn't go for one of the hits right uh, like oh my favorite Bruce Springsteen song is Dancing in the Dark but this one is so fun and in the words of the old American Bandstand it's got a beat and you can dance to it. Yes. Uh, you're sitting there, and and I'm just as I'm playing that clip, I'm I'm bopping my head back and forth. I, I'm enjoying it. There's a sense of joy, but once again, he goes to the well about fighting. You wanted to fight for a cause, then go out and fall in love. Don't stop. Don't stop believing in truth and grace in the grievance. That's really powerful. Yeah. It is. And and you're absolutely right. And it's funny, too, with the with the lyrics, like with with a lot of his lyrics, you know, either he has talked about it or fans can sort of suss out like what it's about and figure out, you know, as you were saying, with with uh, with Tunnel of Love. Right. This one, I you know, I think there there's some there's some thought that with this song, the lyrics are maybe him saying goodbye to his first wife, maybe as if he was having a dream and that, you know, he's walking out the house, you know, they're going to say goodbye on the street, you know, dance and then say goodbye on the street as the lyrics point out. But then there's also just this thought that it's just a, you know, very non-specific conversation, maybe between, you know, two ex-lovers or ex-spouses. And, and so there's, there's not, there's not a whole lot of clarity around this song and what it, what it's about. The reason I included it is a couple reasons. Number one, because it, it is their biggest hit. Um, number two, I include because they have, you know, we're, we've talked already about some very heavy topics and we're only like three songs in, right? And this is the song that's more joyful. It's more loose. And so whenever, whenever anybody says to me, oh, they're, it's way too serious. It's, you know, too depressing. This is the song I, I just, I pull out. And there's, there's, you know, there's a funny lyric in there. You know, he's, he, you know, right in the middle, there's the bridge in the middle of the song where he says, if it's late, you're drunk and wanting a reason, some reason to live, I always say, just put on some white snake. And it's like, where did that go? Like white snake, where did that come from? Right? Yes. And so that's funny. it's, it's just this, it's just this, like there's a, there's to some degree, there's like a throwaway sense to it. Um, but yeah, I, I love it too. And, and the dancing, this, you know, if you, I showed this, um, when they do this in concert, he, one of the things that people love about Dave, the singer, is that he is up on stage and there is just there's no holding back. Like he is not afraid to embarrass himself. He will say whatever's on his mind. He is like totally into the performance and the connection with the audience and all that sort of stuff. And there's no like there's no pretense with him. And so he gets up there and you should see the dance that he does during this song. Like like he is like. Like the girls swoon over this. Like I showed, I I showed my wife a video of him dancing during the song, and she's like, "Oh my, oh my!" <laughs> I will now have to look that up. Yeah. There's, there's like there's animated gifs of him dancing during this song. It, it became a meme in Australia, you know, a couple of years ago when they were touring this album, 
And um, yeah, it's just it's such a it's such a, a fun, joyful song. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 so I'm I'm glad you like because I never know how people are going to react to this one. It's because it, it, you really could go either way with it. And, uh, and I feel the same way about it as, as you did. Um, some of the lyrics are pretty serious. Like the, the, the first time I heard this song was also the first time I heard the word solipsism. I had to look that up when I heard it. I was like, what is he talking about? So, yeah, it's a it's a good one. I um, I like this one, and I'm glad you did, too. Yeah, also, <laughs> as I was exploring this, it looks like they played uh, uh, the Austin City Limits Festival, um, and there's several YouTube videos of them playing there, and it looks like Austin really embraced them. So that's I was going to say – I'm. Uh, it, so I'll just as long as you mention that I'll mention this now. If there's anybody listening that wants to check out a Gang of Youth's live performance, obviously going to one of their own shows is the best way to do it. Right when they're playing to an audience that knows them, but that Austin City Limits uh, performance uh, from October 2018, they played for an hour. I to me, it's like one of their. It has to be one of their top five or ten gigs ever because they they come out and they start with fear and trembling, which we already talked about, and you can just kind of tell, right? It's a it's a you know it's a festival audience. They don't know who these guys are, but then by like three songs in, they start to warm up, and then about five songs in, they start singing the songs, and then by the end of their set, it's like the entire audience has just grown dramatically, and they are like all in. Like if you ever want to watch a band win over a crowd of strangers. It's an hour-long Austin City, Austin City Limits 2000. It's amazing. And the performance of Let Me Down Easy is fantastic. And the other thing, too, what I, I, I edit this out if you want. A lot of times, because he, you know, because you, you, know, you talked about the dancing, a lot of times during the, the concert, especially at a festival where the audience doesn't know, like he will introduce the song and say, all right, I need you to start dancing when we play this song. Let all your inhibitions out. Just let it loose. Have fun. You know, stop giving an F about how you look and embarrassing yourself. And so they'll start playing the song and they'll get like 45 seconds or a minute in. And if they're if the crowd isn't dancing, they'll just stop the song and he'll say, come on. get." And so they did. They did that at Austin City Limits. So oh, if you how watch funny. That whole, I will watch that whole. Concert. Yeah, I will go check uh, that. It's really good. So. All right. Are let's we ready? Move on. Are we let's ready? Let's move on. What do we got next? All right. The next song is another song from. Go Farther in Lightness. This is the fourth single from Go Farther in Lightness. It did hit the Australian charts at number 93. The song is called The Deepest Size, The Frankest Shadows. And uh, in 2017, it was the fan vote on the Triple J Hottest 100. It was number five. And then at the the decade survey, for the fan survey for the whole decade, the Hottest 200 of the decade, it was number 52. So this is uh, Go Farther in Lightness, same album as the song we just heard, and this one is called The Deepest Size, The Frankest Shadows. Silvery flicker is a faithful reminder to us 
sick of her soul If it happened today Then it's probably happened before In a crowd unfamiliar I just wanted such a familiar face And make friends at the parties I feel the likes of her name this one too um i I don't want to sound like a broken record but um (laughs) this this was good i i it was a change of pace a little bit of a slowness instead and then you know it picked up a little bit um and you know i i wrote down the lyrics of because not everything means soothing honey so say the unsayable say the most human of things and if everything is temporary I will bear the unbearable, the terrible triteness of being. And um, I should not be surprised because, you know, The Deepest Size, The Frankest Shadows is a pretty um, literary kind of, you know, strong title. Um, And so, uh, you know, I I like this one. This one, this one, I think it feels like he's trying to say something and and it's, um, but I think you could say that about all the songs. Right. Uh, and just a quick note, which may or may not change your opinion. It's the, the, it's, uh, cause not everything means something, honey, instead of soothing. Uh, Oh, okay. That's even better. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That may make a little more sense now. And that, that's, yeah, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite lyrics. Um, Jesse, this is without doubt my favorite Gang of Youth song. It is probably it's to me it's very U two y. It has the the that U two grandeur and slow build up, and then you know the drums and the guitar kick in and all that sort of stuff. So it, it sounds to me like a song that U two could possibly have written. Although now that I'm not as much of a U two fan, I'm like, no, there's no way they could write a song this good. <laughs> oh I wow! Love- okay. <laughs> I do. I I love this song. Um, Dave, he he said he said that he he wrote this song. He was struggling with writer's block for about a year. He was walking in New York City one night. Was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge or something like that. Um, you know, questioning. I think it's questioning my place in the world and thinking about you know giving up music and doing something more substantial and that like music didn't matter and. Just sort of looking for direction and, you know, meaning in his life. Um, and he says that, um, you know, that he was scared and unsure and he wanted to acknowledge it rather than repress it. And so the song, he said the song is about becoming more human, more aware and more alive. And the lyric that gets me, and I think we talked about this when I was on a couple months ago, this like this is the song that. You know, when I was going through the the depression, you know, the situational depression after my mom and dad died and, you know, this song, the lyric, I will stand in the darkness and laugh with my heel on its throat. Like that, 
that lyric just does everything for me. This is this is the That's segment a powerful of this lyric. That is a yeah, powerful th- th- lyric. This is the segment of your podcast, Jesse, where we learn how much Matt cries during Gang of Youth songs. <laughs> this one and the next couple ones. Um, yeah, that that lyric just it just gets me every time. And there's so much in this song that I personally relate to. There's a lyric about. Um, it's like a, it's like an introvert's song. It's like there's so much in there about um, where is the, where if I can. Yes. Uh, see, I'm not so assured nor unusually strong nor outstandingly brave. I'm more just fumbling around in the dark for the bulk of my day um, like that gets me. There's uh, a line about um, the years unfamiliar are made of increasingly digital days and I'm grieving the loss of myself. With frightening malaise, and it's just, I just this song to me is so poetic, and and I just I love it. I love the music, and yeah, I'm 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 glad you enjoyed it too. Really, I, I did, I did a lot. Uh, all right, keeping we can keep talking, but we got we got another uh, few songs to go through. So what's next? We do. So the next one is a song called Still Unbeaten Life. And this is one of the slower songs that you mentioned at the top. I was trying to mix things up, and this is a song. That was the fifth song on their EP. The e- this, so this was one of the leftovers from the first album. They put out the EP that had six songs on it of songs that didn't just quite fit that first album. So this is song number five on that. And then I sent you the link for the version that they did on MTV Unplugged, which would happen to be the very first time that they ever performed this song live. So why don't we listen to a little bit about that? change of pace but it's a good song um they if you it goes all the way to the end they have a a really nice kind of um i like it when a song like springsteen's 
when he's talking like on for the rising he did um a couple of, like may your faith bring us faith may your hope bring us hope may your uh, joy bring us joy may your love bring us love you know um Mm-hmm. This I will not lie. I will not loathe. I will not waste any days I have left in my soul. I will stand. I will stand now in your might. I will not crash. I will not burn. I, it's a very powerful song and in a really lovely, almost kind of um, you could almost hear like a pop singer or a soul singer kind of doing this, like um, almost a. Um, I, I was thinking like Spande Ballet, you know, like that, like this much mm-hmm. is true, kind of that kind of feel to the song, um, which is I would not have expected for them. But um, right. this was a good one. It's very it's very different. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to include it. It's it's, a, you know, it's a love song. This is one that I think if you really understand what he and the, his first wife went through in their relationship, I think the lyrics sort of stand out a little more. Um, he started making music for her when she was, when she was really sick with cancer. This was before they, you know, had a record contract or anything. He started making music for her because she said, nobody ever wrote a song for me. Uh, nobody ever wrote a song about me. And, you know, so, and he was, you know, he was very active in the music scene at his church. And so he said, you know, I'll write you songs that you can listen to while you're stuck at the hospital. And so, the very last verse of the song is, uh, you know, rise, get up, I'll sing you to life. And that's him referencing that whole situation. And so, you know, if you're, you know, be, you being a casual fan, a gang of youth newbie, you know, that's the kind of thing you may not pick up on. Um, but there's just there's so much depth in this song about that relationship. And I just love the end, that whole last stanza of this song. Uh, you know, when I was on a couple months ago, I talked about how I had that you know, un, that, that, that fear of death that was, you know, just, just killing me for about, you know, five or 10 years or whatever. And the very last line of this song is dance atop the grave that has your name for what it's worth. I'll do the same. And I, that, that like that lyric, just like, it just kills me. And I just start to bawl when I hear this song, because, you know, not only just thinking about the relationship that he's writing about, and the struggles that they had, but you know, just the how it just hits me personally as well. So, yeah, this is an unusual song for them. Um, slow ballad type thing. They don't have a ton of that, um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's very very well executed as well. And as I've said before, Jesse, I'm glad you like this one too. Yeah, um, I I had a friend who was going through about a depression. We may have talked this in the previous episode. It feels like we have, but he said that. Um, the lyrics in Thunder Road says you can hide neath your covers and study your pain, pain, make crosses from your lovers, throw roses in the rain. He said, I was in bed. I was hiding under the covers. And Bruce's music helped him to kind of come yeah. alive. So that's that's really beautiful. Um, yeah. So now then, I the next one, and I'm going to let you introduce it, but I feel like all the things I'm, and I'm going to read you verbatim what I wrote, and I'm going to, you're going to go, duh, Jesse, but please introduce it. <laughs> okay, so the next song is called "The Heart Is a Muscle." This was from Go Farther in Lightness, their most recent album, the 2017 album. Fifth single from that album did not hit the Australian uh, radio, or Australian radio and sales charts, but again, it was voted very high uh, on the radio. 
fan surveys, number 125 in 2017, number 160 for the decade. Ironically, as far as I know, it's the only Gang of Youth song that ever charted in the U.S. Uh, in 2018, it reached number 37 on the uh, Adult Alternatives song chart here in the U.S. I have no idea how that happened. I don't think it was released as a single, but that's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> so that's what I... Have to believe and we true. know so, Wikipedia is never wrong. Never uh, wrong. If it's yes. on there, yes. it is factual. So this is called The Heart is a Muscle. Be good to each other and uh, love without apprehension. This song is about the strongest muscle in your body. Well, break me out of a piece of that. I'll mix it in with a, a little wine With someone warm and smart, I guess With a heart and earth and a soul behind And I, I, I won't give in Alright I, I want to try again favorite song okay uh, uh, not so th- i'm a little embarrassed but i'm going to read just in this sh- in the spirit of honesty so this was my notes i really like the slow beginning and then the transition to a faster upbeat tempo like many of us the singer has been beaten up by love he's had his share of heartbreaks but instead of staying in his shell he sang f it i'm going all in in poker terms, I'm going to say yes to love, and my heart might get broken again, but at least I'm in the game, and at least I'm alive. So, I feel a little silly telling that story now that, because yeah, duh, I mean, based on his history, that's exactly what he's saying, right? But I knew no history of that, but that is what I picked up from that song. That's fantastic, and I think he would love that you picked that up because that I mean that's exactly what this song is. That's it's yeah, it's about you know the heart is a muscle and you need to strengthen it, and it's about just getting back in the game and being ready to love again, even though you've been hurt and beaten down. And yes, it's everything that you just said. Um, and I will say I did not like this song at first when I first started getting into Gang of Youths, and I'll tell you why because I thought 
that the drumming and the guitar line, and I'm no musician, I know nothing about playing music, but I just thought it was too simple of a song. I just, you know, it's boom, 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 and the guitar's there, 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 and I just thought, wow, this is kind of boring. It's the, but then, like, I, something happened, I don't know, but just the lyrics, it's just like this of all the songs he's written from lyric one to the final lyric, this song just is so great lyrically, and I just love everything about it lyrically, and so, I now love this song <laughs> and it and it brings me to tears when I hear some of the the lyrics you know I will not spend the years depleted of my willingness to try right like that's yeah. it's just like oh it's I'm, it's, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. good it is it's really it's, good all right uh let's move along next okay next song is a song called Magnolia and I this is from their first album the what I call the difficult album it's the fifth song on there it was very popular in the fan survey on radio it was number 21 on the hottest 100 of 2015 and then this year when they did the hottest 200 of the decade it was number 6 so fans in Australia love 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 this song and why don't we listen to a bit of magnolia interesting I, I i love the kind of melody but the lyrics really didn't speak to me this was more like i would just have this one on kind of in the background and just there there are times when go back to linda where i go don't try to understand what bruce is saying just think of his voice as another instrument and think of it as an instrumental and see if you can get the emotion and stuff for this this one i did not get a lot of emotion from i just liked the the melody of it this one is um this is the suicide song i guess is probably the politest way to put it this is dave describing uh, he mentions in the lyric june 3rd it's june 3rd 2014 he literally tried to commit suicide that day he uh, was, you know, went to the edge of the highway and was this close to walking out into the, you know, in front of a car or a truck or whatever. And, um, friends were calling him and his, you know, the, the band's rep or whoever it was was calling, you know, don't do this. Come back. We'll meet you at your, at your house, blah, blah, blah. And, um, just something clicked in his brain as he was getting these calls and before he was, you know, going to do this. And he said, uh, and his quote is, you know, I just came to the conclusion that, it, you know, 
I, it wasn't worth doing what I wanted to do. And I just said to myself, chin up, mother effer. And so this song has become in Gang of Youth's fandom. This, is, you know, for anybody dealing with any mental health issues, this is like their song. And so every year on June 3rd, Gang of Youth fans celebrate Magnolia Day and everybody, you know, posts, you know, the, you know, about the song or if they have a story to tell about their own struggles with mental health. So musically, I, I totally agree with you 100%. I, just on its own, standing on its own merit, I don't think it's that great of a song, but the meaning just has so much depth to, you know, the fandom that know, that knows the background and a lot of fans that, you know, go through that as well. Um, and so, so yeah, it's, 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 uh, again, it's another one of those songs where if you know the full story of what he went through, um, it just, it, it, I, you know, I think it opens up some, some doors and things to explore with, with the music, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's a huge live anthem for them. Like he will, when they play the song, he will go out into the crowd and, you know, crowd surf and do all that sort of stuff whenever this song comes on. It's just, it's, it's one of their anthems. Good. I'll have to listen to it again with that kind of mindset and see yeah. if it changes for me. Yes. That's interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See what you think about it. So the next song is uh, another one from the most recent album, uh, Go Farther in Lightness. This is the sixth song on it. It's a very, very, very long song. Gang of Use does not write many short songs at all. This one is one of their longer ones. I was going to and... mention that, that they are very <laughs> long songs. Yes, very, very long songs. Um, so this one, and I sent you, if I recall correctly, I sent you a live performance. I think it was uh, a radio, a live for radio. So not like a concert setting, but them performing in like a radio studio or something like that. Um, so this is called... Do not let your spirit wane. this one um i mean when i read the lyrics i seem to like it 
but the song itself kind of leaves me feeling meh. Um, I don't have a strong. It's not like I'm. Oh, I can't stand this one, Matt. It's just <laughs> one I don't. I just don't it, have a feeling either way. Is it too slow? I don't know why. I I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be in. Um, and I believe, like on my um, Spotify playlist, this like, might be the first one that comes up. You know that because okay. uh, they don't because uh, they did not come in the order of you gave them. So I, I just. Go ahead and share me some thoughts, but this one I just have really no um, hot gang of youth opinion whatsoever. <laughs> okay, sure, that's fine. That's fair. I appreciate that. This is – yeah, this is, a, again, another unusual – it's like seven and a half minutes long. On the album, there's another – there's a, a sort of an instrumental lead into it, um, classical music sounding lead into it that lasts – another minute and a half. So put them together. It's like nine minutes long. So it, you like, you have to be ready for all this together. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it sounds unusual. And I totally get if the music doesn't work for some people because it has a very distinct, unique sound. It's almost prog rock in a way from the seventies. Uh, I think it's, I think there's some pink Floyd in there. Um, the lyrics, I hear to me, a little bit of that pink Floyd in there. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, the, the the lyrics to me are just are utterly remarkable. Though it's he he's telling the story of a dream that he used to have, you know, on a regular basis where he's living this idyllic life. He doesn't think he deserves this life, and he's married or he's got this girlfriend, and they have a kid, and everything is perfect. And then you know he's drunk in the basement, and they're out, you know, running errands and shopping for groceries, and all of a sudden, in this dream. They get in a car accident. He has to go to the hospital, identify the bodies, and he wakes up at that moment. And it's 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 like it the lyric. It's just like the the I can't think of another song that has lyrics like this. That's that's one of the reasons that I wanted to include it. Um, and this is the song for me when I was struggling with my with my mental health issues a few years ago after my parents died. This was there's the lyric at the end that says, "Get the f out of your head." If it says stay cold and be deathly afraid. And that, I mean, that's exactly what I was doing to myself. And so the song, like, I get that it's not for everybody, but it has because of that lyric and some of the other like there's another lyric, you know, the all the things that I've run from are the things that completeness could come from. There's just some lyrics in there that I just are so, again, really super relatable for me. So that's why that's why I love this one. I am glad you shared it. Very nice. All right. What do we got next? The next song is a song called The Diving Bell, and I don't know what portion of the song you're going to play, but there's a portion of the song that everyone listening to this should recognize. This is from The Positions. It is the uh, – that's their first album, the difficult album. Never released, not on the charts, uh, but again, there's an obvious reason why I included this in the list. So this is The Diving Bell. So editorial note, where should I try to play it so they could recognize this? Where do you think about? Well, I was thinking that you would include at least where it turns into I'm on fire. Okay. So let's um, let's play it. In the show. There's a fire in the bed and cages for the rest of our time. Come alive, come alive, cause you never know when something is right. Avert your eyes for everything that is true. Avert your eyes if everything 
hey, that may have sounded a little familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I should hope so. (laughs) That, uh, yes, uh, I had, uh, I had noticed that. And then, um, but then I was like, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I was just hearing things, but no, that's a nice little kind of homage kind of in the middle of it. Um, do you have a story behind that? Yeah, it's um, – I don't know that, that there's a story other than the fact that he loves I'm on Fire, Dave, the, the singer and writer. Um, he th- – there's a quote from 2016, which is when this album came out. He was on radio in Australia, and he said um, – they they actually played – he wanted the, the, the DJ to play Thunder Road, and they talked about Thunder Road. They started this. talking about Springsteen, and uh, he says in that, you know, my whole career up to this point has been a big Bruce Springsteen impression. And this song, I think, like, along with Fear and Trembling, the first song we talked about, I think, you know, just is like the most emblematic of his appreciation for Springsteen. And it just, you know, this song, like, right halfway halfway through the song, you expect things are going about to, you know, just start to take off and guitar and drums. And then it just transitions right into I'm on fire. And it's just, I think it's beautiful. The the quote that he said about it, he was asked, because they used to play I'm on fire uh, in concerts as well back during this 2016 period and um he said there's this holy ancient thing about i'm on fire there's something sacred about it i was five years old when i first heard that album and that song was the song that stuck with me it's one of my favorite songs actually so yeah i think he just loves it and um this diving bell is a song that i have just come to appreciate more and more i think it's one of their most underrated songs. I probably didn't like it for the first, you know, year or so that I was a Gang of Youths fan, but now it's just become one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I didn't have. I mean, I, I caught the obvious kind of thing there, but it, there wasn't much there for me, um, so I didn't make yeah. a lot of notes. But um, it, it's another. It's it's another one that pl- it's, it's thematically similar to the second song we did, Jamboxa. I mean, it's yeah. you know telling the telling the story of. Him and his wife trying to make the long distance thing work, trying to make the dealing with cancer work, trying to make the him being in a struggling band work. Um, so uh, thematically, it's very similar to that. All right. And um, believe it or not, we're down to our last song, aren't we? We have one last song. This is a song called Say Yes to Life. And if I recall correctly, I sent you a live version. I don't recall if the audio quality was very good. Um, but I wanted you to sort of see it as well as hear it. Uh, so this is the last song on Go Farther in Lightness. No radio charts, but it did make the uh, the hottest 200 of 2017. It was like number, I think it was 175. So say yes to life. I say this. I say this as someone who's staring down the barrel of losing someone. Life is long, but it's also too f***ing short. It's sometimes excruciating, sometimes full of bewilderment and sorrow, but other times it's full of joy and elation and friendship and warmth and good shit. Life is too short to say yes. We are gang of years. Look after each other, okay? Look after each other, take care of each other, say sorry to each other, and forgive each other. And give your parents a call.
not to love about this one i don't know why uh, matt but this reminds me of what arguably is my favorite springsteen song which is land of hope and dreams and um you know um just the idea that um i wrote this down right say yes to sun say yes to pain say yes to sticking with the city through a thousand days of rain, say yes to grace, say no to spite, say yes to this, say yes to you, say yes to me, say yes to love, say yes to life. I mean, that's just beautiful. Right, yeah. It's just beautiful. And um, and I don't care if you hated the song, that introduction alone, right? And remember to call your parents. Yeah. Okay. That is. That's right. That's the. That's one of the reasons that I sent that I sent that live version. Yeah. This is, this is the usually the final song of their live shows. It's you know the the you know the just this big you know gargantuan thing, and he very often has this beautiful speech, like you mentioned, what the say yes or call your parents, forgive one another, love one another. Um, it's it's very like. I, I let me ask you this: Did you find like as you listen to this the first time? I don't know how many times you listen to these songs. Maybe only once. But did it come across as cheesy in any in any way? No, but did, see, I'm I'm a sucker for songs that try to say um, have a meaning, you know. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to Land of Hope and Dreams, right? This train carries saints and sinners. This train yeah. carries losers and winners. This train carries whores and gambers. This train carries lost souls. This train dreams will not be thwarted. This train faith will be rewarded. I mean, you know, the idea, I didn't find it cheesy at all. I found it's truly, um, you know, be good to each other, forgive each other. I, you know, yeah. I, that is a message, and I'm going to get on my soapbox. We need today more than ever in this current political climate um, where there is so much anger toward each other and both sides of the aisle fighting with other. And, and, and whether you're – what whether you are – 
to the right or the left, there is just so much anger about each other. Um, I, I think any song that tries to say, say yes to love, say be good to each other is a message we need to hear. Yeah, I agree 100%. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this at all, but I love Land of Hope and Dreams as well. That might be my favorite Springsteen song. I'd have to like actually make a list out, but I love that as well. I love the message. This Say Yes to Life is a song that maybe 10 years ago I might have thought was cheesy, but just because of the way I've changed as a person, I feel the exact same way uh, that you do. I think we need this message, this kind of thing more. And I get, you know, when I see that kind of speech that he gives before the song during the uh, concert, like I get emotional about that. I'm like, my God, yes. Why aren't more people saying this? Why don't we have more songs with this kind of message, this kind of uplifting thing? Because that's what we need. We don't need the sarcasm and the cynicism and the spite and everything else. So, yeah, I love it, too. He said um, just just to, maybe to wrap up the, the conversation, um, Dave has in one sentence, he described this song as the answer to all the questions that he asks on this album. Say yes. Nice. Um, I, I am now definitely going to get the album and listen to it in order. Um, this sounds like he is telling a story. Um, I also think that um, it's interesting that you shared that, you know, he was involved in church, and I don't know what he did at his church or what he was involved, but there is a um, a spirituality, a, 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 a belief in being good to each other and believing in each other in his music, which I think is very powerful. Yeah, he um, he was part of Hillsong, which is one of the biggest evangel evangelical churches in the world, I believe. Certainly the biggest one in Australia. You know, they put lots of music out. They have, you know, huge Christian albums, the whole nine yards. So he was part of that. He and all his friends. That's how the whole band, the original lineup met. Um, and and yeah, it's uh, I mean, he would say I think he would say that he has sort of a tortured relationship with religion, like some of the lyrics we talked about earlier about, you know, if losing my religion is the way to finding God. Like, I think that sort of sums up a lot of where he feels about it. I think he probably is very spiritual. I think he's just not sure that the organized structure of religion is the best avenue, at least for him to express that. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. There, there, there is that, that sort of thing does sort of run through, um, you know, run through the songs. And if you're going to listen to the whole album, then I will email you or we'll talk offline. Cause there's a couple other things that, <laughs> that you should know. So. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> Um, Matt, this was, this was amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you for exposing this band to me. Um, I, I was just recently, um, friend of the podcast, uh, Terry Smith, who does his music talks podcast. I think we talked about that last time. Downsides as I'm like many people my age, I'm kind of stuck into, what music I like, and I don't, you know, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I don't mm -hmm. uh, go out and buy new music. I mean, Jason Isbell was new for me. Like, oh, this guy here, wow, <laughs> he's cutting edge. <laughs> like, you know, and, uh, you know. Uh, so, um, which I, I do love his new album. Um, so to have a chance to hear this new band um, and to kind of be exposed to um, music is great. My my only kind of sadness is um, 
a few years ago when Springsteen was touring Australia, you know, he made a point of opening every gig doing an Australian cover, like he did um, Staying Alive and he did some others. Um, I just wish he would have done one of their versions. Has he ever covered anything for them? Not that I know of, but there's that's amazing that you say that because that explains when Gang of Youths goes on tour, when they toured the U.S. at the end of last year, I believe it was, New York. It was mostly the Northeast, and whatever city they were in, Dave did a cover of a band from that city. So like in Cleveland or – yeah, I think it was in Cleveland they did a cover of The National in New York uh, I think and think in New York they did I'm on fire in in Springsteen's song. So I wonder if they got they must have gotten that idea from Springsteen yeah. because he's he's been ripping Springsteen off all his whole life. So. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing, um, you know, speaking of like um, someone on Twitter suggested, you know, who was a big influence in your life and gave you advice that, you know, changed your life and something like that. And he said Springsteen. And it was like, okay, are you going to tell us the story? And he's like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know it. That's enough. Um, right, right. All right. So, Matt, if someone wants to reach out to you, how's the best way to do so? Twitter is the easiest place to find me. Uh, it's at Matt McGee, M-A-T-T-M-C-G-E-E. All right. And uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. Uh, just so you know, Matt, I may cut this out, but um, September is the fifth anniversary of Set Lusting Bruce, and so you're one of the episodes I'm featuring. I'm going to try, um, heaven willing, that I'm going to do five episodes a week for every week. Uh, five for fifth anniversary so I'll end up doing 20 episodes in September and yours is going to be one of them and I, I'm really proud to share it with people oh my god well number one congratulations on five years that is so remarkable and I think listeners that maybe don't understand all the time and energy that goes in to putting a podcast together it's a lot of work it's a lot of fun for sure but Absolutely. there's a lot of work there's a lot of work that goes into this stuff so for somebody to be doing a podcast for five years and doing it at the quality level that you're doing it you deserve like a huge round of applause and so as a fellow podcaster I celebrate you and your anniversary and as a fellow music fan I celebrate you and your anniversary and I am honored to be part of that in any way at all. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, so uh, maybe the next time they put out a new album, we'll uh, we'll have you back on and we'll do an album review episode. That would be awesome. And I am I am trying to convince uh, my good friend Chris. Yes. That we that we need to start our Gang of Youths podcast soon because we have talked about this for a year. So when we do that, we're going to have you on as well. That would be absolutely wonderful. I would love that. That sounds great. Um, so um, so it's been almost two hours. So <laughs> we've been talking. So I may have to edit this into two different episodes, but that's okay. Um, listeners, thank you so much for all you do. Um, and Matt, thank you for joining me. Um, please stay safe. Listeners, remember to social distance. Wash your hands. Wear an effing mask. Be good to each other, and yeah, if you got your parents, call them. I think that's good advice from Dave. But for now, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.
Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.